Hey there, Coach Rocky here, talking about all things rye hockey. Today I'm very pleased to have Brian Landy with us. Welcome, Brian. What's up, Rock? Uh, this is terrific. This is something I've been working on for a couple of years. Uh, but Brian is uh, one of our busiest coaches, and arguably he might be our most successful coach. And I think by the end of this podcast today, you'll, you'll understand what I'm saying. So, uh, Brian, why don't we dig right in for the uh, folks out there that really don't know you. You know, who the heck are you, you know? Do you live in Rye? Uh, and tell us a little bit about your, yeah, your family and your kids. Born and raised in Rye. Um, mom, dad, older sister, younger brother. Uh, now I'm married, uh, beautiful wife, Nicole. And I got my, uh, <laughs> my, five, or my four-year-old turning five March 3rd, Brian the third. And uh, my wonderful little uh, Chi-Chi, Cecilia, uh, she is uh, two in a few months. And uh, yeah, we love, love Rye. And, you know, my son is uh, starting to put skates on himself. So uh, it's been great. It's uh, awesome. That's terrific. Uh, so let's, let's dig into the, uh, the hockey part of, uh, of your life, because I know hockey has been a, a great part of, of everything that you've done. Um, and I remember way back when, when I first got here and, and seeing Brian Lanny Sr. out there, and, and uh, you were quite the player for sure. So wh when did you start playing ice hockey? I must have been, uh, I think, six. I, was, I came up uh, just like skater. We were learning how to figure skate. And, um, wait a minute, wait a minute. You started with figure skates? I did. Okay, I, tell us, take us through that. Um, I don't know. That's where I started on figure skates. I, uh, uh, my mom got me out in Playland in the... Uh, clinic out there so I learned to skate on on figure skates and then um, hockey took over from there when I was uh, six or so we were in the Darien clinic um, went to the mid Fairfield program and then came uh, to Rye Rangers from there but yeah started on uh, started trying to do toe loops and stuff like that you know so I've actually heard that there are some uh, players who start on figure skates who end up being better skaters than kids who started hockey skates. Do you believe yeah, that? I don't think it worked for me. But, <laughs> the, uh, but yeah, no, I mean, there's definitely a school of thought behind that. Um, I think a lot, actually more than you think, um, people start on figure skates. One of the reasons is the, the blade is longer and flatter, too. And if you look at a hockey blade, it's bowed. This is, this is what I've heard, too, by the way. This okay. is, I hope you're speaking out of school here to a certain degree. But it's a little harder to keep your balance. So when you're younger, the longer, flatter blade is actually easier to learn how to skate on. Well, how about when you lean forward and you hit, hit and the catch hit. A toe pick? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, then you go I'm flying. sure I caught a few toe. I mean, I still have a toe pick, I think. <laughs> I'd still be one attached to the front of my skate. But the, um, no, I mean, it's just, just how I learned. So uh, you remember the first time you went to Darien, so we didn't have yeah. a, uh, a mic program back then? or I'm what? not sure how that worked, but um, I, I came over my second year of mites or first year of sports. I'm not sure. I came over uh, a long time ago now. And, uh, and do you remember... Um, your first coach? Uh, I actually I don't, but you know my uh, I remember my mom taking me to skate a lot. Um, you know I also remember uh, when I came here. I remember catch. You know like one of my you know there weren't a lot of good coaches when I was coming up like you know in my life. But uh, you know I wouldn't want to blow up his spot. But you know he's gonna love it. But catch was probably the best one. I, I so had. he catch was on the ice with you when you were first yeah. starting. Yeah, I, I think he had me uh, two or three times. I had. I had catchy and uh, were you on there with his kids as well or were no, they, they older, were, yeah they were I'm older yeah. yeah he was having kids when I was there or Sharon was having them at least. So, so now you have um Brian Landy 
Junior, the third. The third. Yeah, you're Junior, the third. And he's in our infamous ADM program. JR Clinic. Oh, JR. So that's below ADM. Yes, yes. So I know these are tough memories for you, but do you remember what it was like for you as a kid first starting after you got rid of the figure skates, started playing hockey versus what uh, Brian Landy, the third, is going through today? I remember being in the doorway of the Darien Ice Rink and my dad handing me a stick and going out there and just playing. And, like, not really thinking of it, you know. But I remember it kind of being like, all right, cool. Like, let's go play. And I, and I think that that, I mean, I, is it, was it a good memory? Yeah, sure. I mean, it definitely wasn't a bad memory. But, like, it's a memory of just going out there and playing. And enjoying, like, you know, and, and buzzing around. <laughs> I remember that. And, like, it was awesome. And I do, I, do I remember coming up as a junior club? No, not really. You know, I mean, hockey merged into one big memory, I think. So how would you describe what uh, what young Brian is going through with Junior, soon to be ADM, versus what you went through? Yeah, so there's it's more involved, definitely. I mean, there's we have um, we have like five coaches, and then I bring I bring uh, three of my fourteen U's to the Junior Clinic. So we have a lot of coaches on there. Um, Fenton and J- Jay, of course, and Fenton Tom Fenton does the Juniors. They do a great job, and it's very involved. The kids love it. It's a lot of games, a lot of stuff, a lot of laughing. You know, like that's the most important thing I think is with these kids. You're not teaching these kids. You want to teach them how to skate, and you know, but you're not teaching them systems. You're teaching them to have fun. You want them to have fun. They want them to want to come back. Right. It's just like I think that's any sport at that level too. At that age, is you want them to come back. You want them to want to be at the rink. Like my son on Sunday mornings, we wake up. I ask him every time, "Do you want to go?" And he's, "Yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, right. let's go." You know, and and for a four year old to say that, it's a big deal. You know, a lot of times they want to sit home and watch. Like, I probably want to sit and watch Scooby-Doo. <laughs> you know, but, like, it, that, I think that's the most important thing. I think Fenton and his group, um, coaches, and I'm helping out there, too, and Jay have done a f- phenomenal job with that over the last few years, and that's why our program has grown so much. Well, I think the uh, the key word is fun, and as long as you can make it fun. And isn't it so much fun to see the smile on the, on the uh, player's face looking through the mask? Yeah. And yeah. you go, wow. With, you name, know, with, that's... The name, with the name across the top of the helmet? It's <laughs> yeah. really cute. Yeah. Well, thank God for the names because yeah, there's yeah, so yeah, many of them out there. Yeah, it's so cute. Like, watch it. Yeah. Okay, so let's bounce back a little bit. Uh, take us through your hockey career, you know, once you went through the, the squirts and the peewees, you know. Yeah, we this... did, and then I went to Rye. Um, and, right high. Uh, yeah, did not have a great experience there, to be honest with you. Okay. But, uh, I mean, my... Do you want to dig into that, or you no. just want to pass along on that? No, we're passing through that. <laughs> okay. Uh, and then, when I got out of college and everything, I was, uh, I came to a men's skate at Rye, at Rye Country Day. Conan Dulcie, shout out to Conan, was like, hey, uh, Landy, uh, I'm going to, uh, to a Tuesday night skate at Rye Country Day. I was like, all right, cool, uh, I'll come. Are these like the midnight skates or? Well, you know the skates, the, the late <laughs> 10, yeah. 10, 15. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I went to that, and I was I was skating around. I met I met the great Rocky Shepherd, and uh, Catchball was there. Steve was there, and I hadn't seen Steve in a few years, so it was nice to see him. And he was like, "Hey, you want to play these skates?" I was like, "Yeah, I love these skates. They're great." And he was like, "All right, well, they're a thousand dollars." Like, well, I don't like these skates that much. <laughs> and he was like, "Well, I'll tell you what. If you come coach, we can work it out. We'll work it out. It's free." You know, whatever it was, whatever he said. You come coach, you, you commit to this program, and I'll commit to you, and you can come to the pickup skates and all that. And, so had you ever coached up no. at that point in your time? No. I just mean, I, just I, a like, player? Help, maybe I helped out here and there with some stuff when I was, when I was in the program. But no, I've never, I never, I've never, I had never been behind the bench as a coach before Catch. Catch, catch you in there. He caught me like a spider. 
So do you think it was the opportunity to get free men's hockey? Yes. Or was it something no. in your being that said, you know, I think I could be a pretty good coach? You know, no. I never thought I could be a good coach. Why not? I don't have patience. I, have, I can't sit still. <laughs> I'm a kid. I'm the most immature person I know. Um, you know, like, I, I always like to joke around. I can't, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I, I just, I never thought that I would be that type of person. I never thought that I'd want to be around these kids and stuff like that. You know, I never, I, it was not just, it wasn't my thing, if you will. You know, I was more interested in, like, you know, having fun and doing my own thing and coming to skate. So when you started coaching, did you understand that there was a whole other world out there for you? Was it something that was like a revelation that, hey, you know, not only am I a good hockey player, I think I can help other kids become good hockey players? Um, you know, I think it, became, it grew on me. And, and that, that sounds almost negative, but it grew on me in a good way. You know, like I... It, I, we, you can see the success. Like in September, you see these kids... And, you know, you work with these kids through a whole year. You work with them like six months, actually. You work from September to March. When March comes around, you see what you did for these kids. You see their improvement. You see, like, what, you know, what you mean to them. Like, what, how they look at you. How they, how they feel about you, you know. And, you know, those kids will never understand that, believe it or not, the effect they had on me was greater than the effect I could so possibly have. So it's working both ways. Yeah. And that's something I, that these, I truly believe that people lose you know, when they're coaching is that, you know, it's, it's, it's about the kids, but also like, you know, like the kids give you so much. Like I, I mean, I'm, I almost like get emotional about thinking about some of the kids like in my past that we've gone through, you know, like that we've had, you know, and I'm not gonna say names, but like I've had girls, boys, um, you know, I've had tough kids. I've had uh, difficult kids, <laughs> uh, you know, some kids that, you know, were wonderful. But they all, you know, when it gets, when you go through a year with them, they become like a part of your, you know, your, your family, if you will. And, you know, it's, and you let them go. So it's, they have a huge effect on Great. you as a person. So you've been coaching now for, what, 10? Yeah. About yeah, 10 it's years. crazy. That's well, amazing. I think this is my 11th season. Actually. Your 11th season. And now you've, um, you've migrated to the Bantams. Yeah. This is one particular age group. So right now we have three Bantam teams, and you are coaching the tournament-bound team, and we're yeah. going to talk about they that. Call in a, it, they call it 14U now. 14U, yeah, yeah. and we'll talk about that and, and the success you've had with it. But why did you migrate to that age of Bantams, which is, what, 14, 15? Yeah, I mean, we, I'm kind of, I was a team player coming through it, you know, like wherever they wanted me. You know, um, I started out at squirts, I think the second squirt team, and... Um, yeah, I bounced around with the Pee Wee squirt. It's my first year ever up any type of bantam was last year. Um, I was mainly Pee Wees. I think Pee Wee was my longest tenure here. Um, but it was bouncing around quite a bit. And, you know, you, you're for the program. You've got to go where they Okay, coach. so it was basically they said, hey, we got some openings in Bantam yeah. t- a couple of years ago, and that's why you migrated there. But yeah. it sounds like you've really found a home with, with the Bantams because for two years in a row – Brian, you have teams that are going to the state tournament, which yeah. is really it's amazing. Really cool. And yeah. congratulations no, on that. You. Thank you. And congratulations to all the players and all the other coaches you might want to talk yeah. about. And, yeah. and uh, the help, there's the parents that help out. Yeah, I mean, it's all the kids. I, I um, you know, I would say this, that uh, I have a very good support group with, uh, I mean, not just support group, like the other coaches. They're more than support group there. 
we're, we're really one entity, and that's Angel Rosado and Steve Francella. Um, the first team I ever, ever coached was the, squirt, I said the, the second squirt team, and that was Angel's uh, this is assistant coach, and that was Angel's oldest son, who's now like 22 or 23. Wow. So that gives you So idea. Angel was the head coach, and you were the assistant coach, yeah. and now you're the head coach, yeah. and Angel's the assistant coach. Yeah, I mean, but he's more than that. I mean, he's like my... Uh, he's, right hand he's man. Perfect. Yeah, he's... he's I, mean, I, I take his opinion just as if it was my own. And then uh, Stevie Francella, who... Um, He's got a kid coming through the program who's phenomenal, and uh, he's he's helped me out. He runs my back end, and he's a more excellent guy. You know, he uh, he. Uh, played when you say back end, we're not talking defense. You're talking oh, back about back end, yeah, defense. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Angel's more of my, a game management type guy, and uh, Steve handles my back end, uh, and uh, is an excellent guy. And then uh, I'm just kind of the philosopher in the middle there, kind of if you will. You know, just trying to get the. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm the oil in the engine more than anything else, you know what I mean? I like, I like the way, what you say, how you describe it. So we have three Bantam teams right now, yes. and uh, the season starts September, ends yeah. in March, and then we have trials in April, and that's a long year. I mean, some, some yeah. kids stop and some kids uh, stay on and, and are dedicated to hockey, you know, the whole year long. Mm -hmm. So let's start with the, like, April tryouts. What what is it about the tryouts now that that you feel is really helping the program and helping you select the right kids? Well, I, I, I first say this: there's there's a lot of kids coming to tryouts because our program's so good. The Bams had I think we had eighty eight, or maybe maybe more than that. I'm not even sure. I'm sure Catch Bomber will give you those numbers, but at a Bantam tryout to have that many. I mean, Nate's who runs Nate's runs the best program in at least the state, probably the whole area. That, and he runs our tryouts, uh, Eric Nates, Hero Hockey. Um, and even he was like, this is a lot of kids. <laughs> so, you know, this, is, this is crazy. 88 kids at a Bantam tryout. I mean, that, so 14U, you don't get that many because for, when you're 14U, if you're still playing, generally you're going to varsity hockey, you're going to either you know, JV, or the, you know, you're going to the bigger, the bigger a pro, uh, Tier 1 programs. So the fact that we're getting that many kids shows that we're, that we're doing so well. And, and really, what when I go to a tryout you know what the first thing I look at is coach evaluations from the previous year um, and what I try to do as a coach is I also try and check out as many games below me that are coming to me as possible and I will I will I will go incognito sometimes people won't know when I'm there and I will go in and I will see and, and one of the things that, um, that I don't know if we're here yet I don't know if I'm running ahead of you here but no, no, I like one it. of the things that I always look at is um, enthusiasm and body language. And, you know, I, I also want to see intelligence more than I want to see someone who's going into end. You know, like there's, you'll see kids sometimes that, that take the puck behind the, their goal line and go all the way to their end and, and score. And, you know, that's great. But at, that works at one level, it may not work at the other level. Mm -hmm. and so what you look at it, when I'm a coach is I look at, I look for the brain and I look for the, like the enthusiasm and the body language. Um, is actually for parents what I would suggest is you go on YouTube and you search Gino Oriema. Gino Oriema is the UConn basketball coach. He's probably the best coach in American sports history. That's basketball. Basketball. Women's basketball. Okay. He speaks about um, enthusiasm and body language. And uh, a couple years ago it came up where you know we had some issues with body language and when I was researching it I found him and one of the things he talked about was if 
if you don't have good body language and you don't have good enthusiasm and you're not happy for your teammates and you're more worried about what you're doing when the team is doing, then you're never going to play. You're never going to get into the game. And now, you know, these people pay to play. It's not, it's not UConn where these kids are getting, you know, scholarships. Like, these people, they, they pay to play, so their kids should play. But I will tell you that you, you, your kid comes off, and I see you at your kid at a tryout, or I see your kid at the peewee level or the level before me doing that kind of stuff, slamming a stick, shrugging his shoulders, talking to a referee in a negative way, talking to a coach in a negative way. They're not going to make my team. Mm-hmm. And I don't care. I mean, I, like, you know, the, the bomber catch, they all know that, too. Like we, I don't, we don't deal with that. Mm-hmm. And if we have that problem with our team in, we, internally, you know, if we have a kid who, who does that, the kids all know very well that that is not appropriate behavior and it will not be accepted and it will be, you know, something that we, we pride ourselves on. And well, I don't care if you're a best or worst player. Well, well, well said. So what you're talking about is these tryouts, one, you're doing your homework ahead of time. Uh, you're, you're going in and watching the kids that are coming up. You're also looking at the coach's evaluations because at the end of the year, every coach writes up an individual yeah. uh, profile I think that's of each important. player. Yeah. Really helpful. Yeah. Um, but then you have uh, Eric Nates uh, running the uh, on-ice uh, part of it, and yeah. you are up top, eyes in the sky. And that's a lot of responsibility because there's 88 kids, and we probably already knew that we were only going to have three Bantam teams. Yeah. So some kids are going to make the A team, some kids are going to make the B team, some kids are going to make the, the next team, and some kids are going to be on their way. Yeah. So that's it's a lot tough. of responsibility for the it's coaches. Tough, yeah. It's tough, and, and you don't want it. You don't want to you know, send people away, you know, you don't want them to be discouraged. Um, you know, generally, I, and something I love about our program is that we're loyal, you know, and, and if you've been with us, we're going to stick by, you know, you stick by us, we're going to stick by you. And that's, and I said that earlier um, about Steve, you know, catch a ball, he, that's, that's the philosophy that he brings. And I know Bomber has, you know, brought that as well. And, you know, if you, you know, we're a family organization and you know, we want to be competitive, but, you know, and I don't mean to speak for the philosophy of the program. I'm not. No, no, you are, but it's good. But I, I strongly believe that what makes what sets our program aside from other programs is that we do it right in the fact that we're loyal, and we do the right thing by people. And I know there's always going to rock. It doesn't matter. You know, you've been involved. There's always going to be people who are disappointed with certain outcomes. You're never going to avoid that. You never. You can't, and, play, and, you can't please everybody. And I'll tell you this too. We were talking. Was, the coach and I were talking about it last night. The best, the worst player on the on the top team is never as good as the best player on the second team. And it's just a, how it goes, mm-hmm. you know. And so it's just the way it works. And and kids improve, kids digress. You know, it's just the way it goes. And I believe strongly in what the Rye Rangers do, and I think that they do everything right as far as that goes. Well, Brian, well, very well said. So uh, time to brag a little bit, Brian. Uh, last year, you brought the Bantam team, the tournament-bound team, to the States. And this year... Final four. Yeah, final four. Okay. And this year, uh, the Bantam uh, tournament-bound team, which is 14U, mm-hmm. uh, you now have found out that you are going to the States. So yeah. uh, do you remember the record, the total record last year? And do you know what your record is this year? Last year, I think we were... Uh, I think last year we were 11-3. and three. In the league, and yeah, and this year we're look we're eleven and two right now. Um, we're playing a team that hasn't won, and that's our last game on Sunday. Um, they can give us a game, of course, no disrespect to them whatsoever. But I, I I'd like to think that we win that game, and we end up twelve and two. Um, and 
and that's in the we played a very competitive division um and it's the strongest division in our state and so um you know I, i'm we're very the kids are very excited i think the parents are on board um we haven't peaked yet we still got a lot of issues um you know uh, x and o's wise and um we got to put the pedal down to a certain degree and and when are the playoffs for the uh, the Hudson Valley League I think the first game is uh, that that the Friday of the twenty first. I don't have a calendar. I, of twenty first of Friday, whatever. Yeah. And then the state tournament will be after all that. Yeah, mid March, March nineteenth to the twenty second. And where do you go this year? Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo in mid March. <laughs> is so, it still snowing or up there? In it's March? just windy. <laughs> so it's I don't even know. I, you don't know what's going on. All you know is the wind. Like it, it blows to your core. And I, you know, no offense to people from Buffalo. It's a great town so I, I got a couple more questions I, I bring this up um, in many of my interviews what do you think about players who uh, play hockey year-round and don't uh, play soccer football lacrosse golf tennis what what, what totally. is your feeling about and that there's an age where maybe you should do that but I'm totally against that until you're you know like 16 17 I can tell you a quick story actually um, when I was a kid um, Mike Gartner's kid. Mike Gartner scored 700 goals in the NHL. His kid was in our program, Josh. And I remember the story my dad tells you. Was there, was, there was another dad there whose kid uh, was playing Red Rangers. And the kid was scoring and stuff. And he, and he sit, looked over his shoulder and said to Gartner. And, uh, Gartner was a normal dad. Let me start to sidetrack here. He was a normal dad. He can't, you can ask Catch Catch him too. He used to just come to games. He was a normal dad. He would go to the events. He would go. To, you wouldn't know that, he, for, that he was for, an NHL. You would player. never know. Like right. an NHL guy, you would never know. He had some weird Canadian accent, but other than, <laughs> but, hey. but other than that, other than that, he he uh, he was a normal guy. And I remember the dad turned around and said, "You know what? I think I'm gonna send my kids to you know, or my kid to uh, whatever it was the Yankees back then, or whatever team it was, you know, for year round stuff." And I remember Gartner, my dad says it. He goes, "No, your kids should be playing summer sports in the summer." You know, as simple as that. Simple as that. Take a break. Summer sports. And, and learn other things from yeah. other sports. Go to swim. Get to, you know, like my kid, I try to give him as much as, as much as we can. When I was growing up, we played soccer, hockey, tennis, little league, uh, golf, swimming. You know, and, you, and also, it's also good to unplug from sports, too. Mm-hmm. It's good to go to the beach. And, you know, we're in a very nice area. There's a lot of things to do here. You know, I... I I, I think you ha- you cannot specialize until you're specialized, until you until until you're doing this when you're 16 maybe, and you're going to a higher level. That's different. But right now, at 14, you you've got to diversify your athleticism. You know, you've got to work your eye-hand coordination. Good, you've got good, to good message. So the other question I ask most of the coaches uh, is about the girls. There's a lot more girls yeah. playing the game, and if you've been out there scouting. The yeah. scores in the peewees, you see that maybe almost 20% of our kids now are girls. I don't believe you have any girls on your team. I, I don't, but I have. You I have had yes. girls. Okay, that I, means... Not Okay, well, let's talk about Bantam. Have you ever had a girl on the Bantam team? No. And the big difference, obviously, between peewee and Bantam is the hit factor. Yes. Do you think that's why the girls drop out? Well, I, I think it is. Um, and I think uh, I get it. I get it, because um, the problem is too. You, there are some fifteen-year-old boys who are, you know, taller than me, bigger than me, heavier than me. You know, like they're six foot three. There are also some twelve-year-old uh, boys in the fall who are a hundred pounds. You know, so there's a huge diversification of size at that level. So I get it. When a girl's coming in there, I understand. There's that generally that you know, it 
it's, it might be a little, a little much. Um, but the game is going in a direction where the, the hitting is coming out of it. You know, I always tell my kids, I don't want to see my kids hitting. You know, I want to, uh, you know why? Because, and the reason is that the team that is winning the hit column, the hit stat, is the team without the puck. Okay, so I think the game is starting to go in that direction too. Is that, you know, and I think girls eventually will be able to come back into the into the uh, fray of, of Bantam hockey because I believe the game is becoming more of a possession game and less of a bl- try and blow someone up game. I mean, there are programs out there, unfortunately, that still are, are living and dying by trying to out-hit, out-hit people. That's not me. It's not my program. It's not my team. I, 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 don't, I, I don't teach that. Do you teach ever have uh, hitting drills when you have no, a practice? No, absolutely. We have battle drills where it's body position stuff in front of a net, lifting sticks and, and, and being goal side, bat, fighting to get the goal side. But you will ne- I, I will never, ever do that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, what, what about the importance of learning how to take it? Yeah, hit? take it. That's exactly. But but the way you teach that is by keeping your feet moving. You don't get. I mean, look. This is the, the people argue this point. Okay, but if generally speaking, if you keep your feet moving and you stay low, go to Nate's. Go to Eric Nate's sessions. He's not teaching how to hit. You stay low, and you keep your feet moving. Keep your head up. You're going to be okay. Okay, and sometimes you got to take a hit to make a play, but I don't believe personally that hitting is going to be uh, a mainstay. It's not the 80s, you know. There's no more, uh, you know, Darius Kasparaitis in the NHL. Do you think that down the road that um, USA Hockey might eliminate uh, hitting at, uh, at the Bantam level? Why is it that they put hitting in at Bantam and they don't do it at Pee Wee? I, I don't know. I don't know. We were hitting at Pee Wee when I was a kid. I, I, I think that the the um you know until the body's fully grown they don't know the effects of the brain getting injured but uh, same with the bantam like i said there are kids who are haven't hit that i don't know what i'm saying you know they haven't gone through puberty yet if you will you know and, and so like but there's some kids who have there's some kids with beards some kids with mustaches <laughs> and there are some kids who are you know little tommy haven't had a pimple yet you know and so like you know so i think they should take it out of bantam too they're gonna take it out of peewee but then people call, and it's very annoying to hear that too. It's like the wussification sports. I don't, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. Teaching fundamentals. I don't think hitting is fundamental. I think body position is fundamental. I think um, you know possession of the puck is fundamental. Moving the feet. And I believe that's and that and that creates moving the feet. But puck possession and and, and um, protection creates physicality. So that's where you learn that. You know. Uh, Brian, you're you're very integral to the program, and again, uh, congratulations on all that you've accomplished. Um, we have a great program. What would be some of your recommendations to make it even better? Oh man, um, you know, I I would say that uh, the it's not really a, a program that I would say to do something better. There, there's not a lot of ice out there anymore. The game is is growing exponentially. And it's and it's not something the right Rangers could do to improve, but we need more rinks. Now I I'm I'm biased to that for certain reasons, but the I think that we need to somehow come together and and figure out if we can put some more sheets of ice down. I mean, if we want to, if they don't, fine. You know, whatever we keep going. Could it be an outdoor rink? Yeah. Check and we have a good friend, Tyler Rogers, who's yeah. uh, building out. The, are you helping him as well, right? Yeah, he's my partner. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so, so you think we could put a couple uh, sheets yeah. of ice out there? 
Yeah, anywhere you want. I, 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 uh, I do. I mean, it's, it's, it will, it will fill up. You know, um, you know, the weather and this winter actually, the weather was kind of a, a bear, um, in you know, well, it was like sixty degrees in uh, January. That's not the best conditions for an outdoor ice rink. But they, uh, that's an anomaly. I, I think that we need to figure out a way to get more sheets down. Would you, would you have a problem if all of a sudden one of the teams in the uh, playoffs said we're going to play our game in an outdoor rink? I would love it. You would love it? Yeah. Why? What, tell us the difference of playing outdoor versus indoor. It's just, it's outdoor. It's so cool. <laughs> you know, like it's, it's, you know, I, I mean, I was a soccer player growing up. I mean, I, I love being outside. Like, I, I think it's awesome. And I think it creates, you know, a little wind, a little, you know, it grits up the game a little bit, you know, it's, it's. It's awesome. I remember Ebersol didn't have a roof until I was like sixteen, seventeen, and I was—I think that was one of my favorite rinks to play at when I was growing up. It's just—it's just awesome. It's, it's yeah, really I think cool. the only at rink- nighttime too. It's yeah. really cool playing out there too. You know, exactly. Where's the, what's that rink where the uh, where we played the men's? A Brewster? No, 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 no. It's 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 got a it's got a roof on it now, but in Long Island. Oh, Beaver Dam. Yeah, that place is sick. Yeah. Like imagine, imagine playing games out there. Oh, yeah. Locust Valley, everyone. Check it out. It's a yeah. winter wonderland. That's sick. I saw five games going on there one time. Yeah, yeah. Because they, yeah. yeah, they have a pond. Yes. And they had two games on the pond. Yeah, they, they have two the, in their, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cover roof and the outdoor yeah, yeah. I was with you, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sick. You were one of my ring-ding-dings that, that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, Brian, this has uh, been terrific. And uh, congratulations. And on behalf of the uh, Rye Ranger Hockey Club, um, thank you, thank you, man. You, you're, oh, doing, man. you're doing it great. Um, I'd love to uh, follow up with you uh, in the next month, how yeah. you do in the uh, Hudson Valley playoffs and also in the state tournament. And I'm sure the Rye Record will be following your progress as well. That'd be cool. So uh, I always uh, end up uh, the interview, the podcast, uh, with what I call power play. Um, and you, Brian has not been prepped on this. These are five to six quick questions yeah. that require quick answers. Okay. One word or whatever you want. Whatever 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 way you want to do it. The first one was would probably be one word. Okay, you ready? Yeah. Favorite NHL team? Uh, Rangers. New York Rangers. Favorite NHL player. Uh, You know what? I was a Rangers fan, but Mario Lemieux was my favorite NHL player. I love Super Mario growing up. Okay, Mario Lemieux. Uh, How about current player? No one. No one I mean, I don't know. I I, I, like I said, um, you know, I, I get I, I. There's a lot of really good hockey players right now. It's crazy, a lot of really good ones. Um, I, I mean, Pat Kane is pretty cool. I like watching him. He's an American boy. Chicago Blackhawks. Yeah, yeah, Buffalo kid. Um, uh, there's a couple of. Re- I mean, you look at it right now. You got kids like McDavid. I mean, I don't, I don't see him playing enough because he's in Edmonton. It's really unfortunate. NHL doesn't get enough coverage on guys like that. But I've seen McDavid play. I don't know if you guys have seen goals. This kid has scored this year. Yeah, Some of the things are ridiculous. So fast. Yeah. Ridiculous. And there's Dry Saddle up there, the German kid. I caught a little bit of the tail end of Edmonton game uh, before the All-Star break. I was watching them as a team. And they got some they got some jumpers out there, man. It's crazy. When McDavid goes by, it's like a jet oh, yeah. going by you. He, and it doesn't, it doesn't look like he's skating hard. Yeah. It's crazy. Amazing. Uh, when you think about the fastest skaters this year, Barzell, who's not that big one, yeah. but number two and number three were McDavid and Kreider, and those are big boys. Yeah. And they know how yeah, to skate stripes. for sure. Okay, ready for this one? This is going to be a tough one. Favorite color, white or dark? White. White. Okay, yeah. good answer. Favorite pregame 
ritual or meal. Okay, pregame meeting, playing or pregame coaching. Do you have a different? It's kind of weird. I hope people don't judge me, but I uh, I go for a drive. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I guess it, I guess it's good. not that weird. But you um, go for a drive with the like kids. We, or? So we had a really big not by myself. <laughs> we had a really big game um, this last Saturday uh, in White Plains, so which, which pretty much clinched our uh, our league title. And Angel, I was going to pick up Angel and Wayne. And he was like, uh, where are you? I'm like, in my car. I'll, I'll pick you up in 25 minutes. Like, pick me up now. I'm like, nah, man. Nah. So I like to go for a drive and clear my head. I, I actually, I, do, I don't just do it before coaching either. I do it a lot of times before anything I'm doing where I'm kind of like, you know, just trying to clear my thoughts. But I think it's uh, great. Yeah, that's it's terrific. Weird. I actually drove by your house. That's where I got to go down Stuyvesant, back down Forest. Make the whole route. Yeah, past, big through, circle. The, through the Westchester Beach Club, back up Kirby. Like, do a big, big circle, you know? Okay, I'll be looking for you in the future. <clears throat> okay, here's one. Which Bantam player in the last two years reminds you of yourself? Do you want a name? Yeah, you can give me the name, but, you know, yeah. I remember you. you you're, yeah. you know. Tommy Broderick. Tommy Broderick, yeah. okay. Likes to... Uh, he, Describe Tommy Broderick. Uh, you know he's uh, he's good. Um, he is not the not the biggest guy, but he's sizable. plays plays big. Um, Describe he, what does that mean when you play big? Like you know you like you 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 take hits. You you give hits. You know you uh, you are a possession guy. You make your own space. Uh, which is always important at the band level, and I'm looking at tryouts for kids who make their own space. And what that means is you find, you find yourself a spot to get a puck. Um, he's a really good passer. Um, he also likes to mix it up, chirp a little bit. You know, I, uh, it sounds like Brian Landy Senior. I know he's got a mouth, you know, but it's, <laughs> but it's also what what makes what makes it is he's he's got a subtle a subtle demeanor, and he, and people get annoyed. You can just tell he. He he. You want him on your team. You want him right away. (laughs) And he, I, I, you know, he was. He's one of my guys. I've had him. I had him as a a first year peewee, and coming up through the trials before trials, I was like, "Listen, he's on my team." And they're like, "Well, he's not here." I'm like, "Nah, (laughs) you got him. He's on my team." I love it. Okay, last question. If you were in a foxhole in battle, who would you want to be by your side? You got to pick one person. Probably Angel Rosado. Angel I mean, Rosado, guy, you know? uh, shout out to Angel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, you know, he, he, he'd make you laugh, but you know, you'd also feel overprotected. You know, he'd be, he'd be, he'd be great. We talk a lot, so we'd have probably a good conversation. You know, like it'd be good to have him there. You know, like great. it'd be good. Great. Yeah, if you're gonna, I mean, you know, if you're gonna be, I mean, I, I can't tell you who I'd really want in there because you know it's a, it's a family program. But, but Angel would be my, would be my <laughs> choice. You know, I mean, my wife. Yeah, always, you know, of course. Well, that's you know. a good comeback. Yeah, I guess you know my, my wife or my, uh, my son, my daughter. But I guess uh, Angel. Good answer. Angel. Okay, Brian. Well, thank you very much. No uh, great job and uh, good luck the next uh, couple months, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Okay.